Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his life, to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore... Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient For the day is its own trouble. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. My friends, in the Bible there are some 19 different forms of worry. Yes, 19 different forms forms of worry. Now, some of the ways worry is described in the Bible are good. For example, to be worried and concerned about another person in the church, another member of the church is good. It is right. It is useful. It is good when our thoughts and our cares go out to another person in need, another person in trouble. However, there are other ways in which worry is bad. And that is what today's reading from the Gospel of Matthew is about. You see, in the Gospel of Matthew, we hear Jesus talking about one of those bad forms of worry. But we may say to ourselves, what makes this kind of worry so bad? Well, it's simply like this. 
You see, our thoughts and our mind can go the way of faith or they can bend towards unbelief. When our thoughts and our mind rightly go the way of faith, we end up praying something such as this, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, Lord God, give us our daily bread. When our thoughts and our minds go the way of faith rightly, we pray this, Lord, I trust in you, for you care for me. Lord God, you will provide. You will care for me. Thank you, Lord, for providing me food and drink and clothes and house and land and money and family. And as a result, we experience contentment. We experience peace and rest. However, when our lives go the way of unbelief, we look at the world and those around us and we begin to shake our piggy banks. We start counting those balance sheets. We start watching the stock market. We do this not to be good managers of our resources, but because our cares shift to this life. You see, when our mind and our thoughts are dominated by unbelief, We turn inward to ourselves and we begin to worry if we will have enough. We will begin to worry if we will make it. And as a result, we become imprisoned and often paralyzed in worry. You see, my friends, that's the catch-22 with worry. A self-centered kind of worry. It actually imprisons us and it paralyzes us in fear. And to make things worse, this kind of self-centered worry does not lengthen your lives, but more often than not, shortens our lives. You see, here's how this prison of worry works. Instead of trusting the Lord to care for us in this life, well, our unbelief turns us to money and resources, believing that these things, such as money and resources, will take care of us. And so our thoughts become divided. Well, on the one hand, we trust the Lord. On the other hand, our unbelief, it rises up. And then we try to accumulate as much money and resources as we can. You see, in our mind, the more money, yes, the more money and resources that we have, the more secure we believe we will be. But here's the catch. There's always a catch. How much money do we need to be secure? And if we get to the point of having enough money and resources to supposedly not worry about being secure in this life, well, then this is what happens. We begin to worry about preserving and keeping the money and resources that we have. So, my friends, it's like this. We worry about preserving the money and the resources that are meant to keep us from worrying. Ah. But get this, there's more, too. You see, when we accumulate money and resources as a way to grant ourselves security, well, we inevitably start counting how much we have. And when we start counting how much we have, something else develops, and that is this. Instead of worrying if we have enough to take care of ourselves, we begin to worry if we have enough compared to everyone else around us. That is right. We look and we compare with those around us. And when we look at others, we begin to think to ourselves this, so if I only get that new house like the Joneses, yes, if I get a new car like the Jones family, if I get that new toy, 
then I will be truly content. I will truly be secure. Tragically, this is a different kind of worry altogether in itself. It emerges from unbelief. It is not the kind of worry about having enough food and drink and clothing and housing, but it is a kind of worry of not having the best food, drink, clothing, and housing. Now, in case you haven't noticed this, my friends, this is what marketers do to us on commercials. You see, they exploit worry in millions upon millions of Americans each and every day. You see, it's rather simple. It goes like this. Step one, these marketers shift you from contentment to discontentment by showing you that you are somehow lacking or that you're not secure. As a result, this incites fear. It incites and it conjures up worry within. It shifts your eyes from the fear and the love and the trust of God to your life, what you don't have and what you supposedly need. Step two. These marketers show you how great and awesome your life will be, how worry-free your life will be if you only buy their products. Step three, for only three easy payments, your wildest dreams will come true where you have peace, where you have contentment, and no worry. Indeed, if you buy their product, It will be the carefree life, that is, until they come out with a new product a year later, which will then make them repeat steps one through three all over again and again and again and again. And it gets worse. They promise you, yes, they promise you that their product will give you a worry-free life, and then once you have bought the new product, they will reintroduce worry to you by telling you that you need to buy a warranty. goes like this. Are you worrisome? Buy our product and you will not worry. And what if the product breaks? Well, that will make you worry, so buy our warranty so that you don't have to worry. Ah, dear friends, we try to accumulate money and possessions so that we don't have to worry but we then worry about the money and possessions that are supposed to give us the worry-free life. In the meantime, we begin to worry that we are not keeping up with the Joneses down the street, and on top of that, marketers are constantly making us worry so that we will buy their products, and then once we buy the products, we worry about the products breaking. Lord, have mercy on us. What a prison. What a prison. It is enough to paralyze us in fear. See, dear friends, worry like this is not something innocent and harmless. What we're speaking about is not a virtue, but rather this worry actually doubts what God will do for us, what he has promised to do. That is to say, this worry doubts that God will take care of us by giving us our daily bread. Indeed, worry like this doubts that the Lord will give us everything that we need for the support of our lives. Frankly stated, worrying is calling God a liar, and that is a sin against him. It is a sin against his goodness. It is a sin against his mercy. Dear friends, it does not have to be this way. 
Actually, in reality, it is not this way for you as blood-bought, baptized saints. You see, the Lord, he does not sow worry and anxiety into your hearts. He does not plant this worry and anxiety in your hearts, but the Lord sows faith in each and every one of you by the gospel. Consider this. In our gospel reading, Jesus, he points to the birds in the air. These birds, they they freely flow through the air. They sing songs of glory. They work, and they work without any care, and they eat what is given to them. And the flowers, too. The flowers and the lilies of the field are scattered and display the majestic radiance of God. They are here today, and they're gone tomorrow. They sprout up, and they clothe the grass They're taken care of by the Lord, and they live without worry and fear. And you, though, are you not of more value than birds and flowers? Are you not more valuable than birds and flowers? Yes, you are. Each and every one of you are more valuable than birds and flowers. And how do we know this to be true? We know this to be true because the Heavenly Father considers you of great worth. You see, you are like a lost treasure that is dug up out of the ground. You are like a lost coin that is searched for. You are like a lost sheep that is sought out. The Heavenly Father, yes, the Heavenly Father thought you were worth more than the birds and the flowers all together. So the value that he placed upon you is shown in the Father sending his Son for you. Your value is shown in your baptism when the Lord placed his very name upon your head and your heart, marking you as one of the redeemed, taking you from darkness to light. Indeed, you are of value to the Heavenly Father, which is precisely why Jesus was sent into the flesh to forgive you and me of our silly worries and to rescue us from our never-ending anxiety. Christ came because you are cherished. He came to be your Lord. He came to grant you not fear. He came not to grant you worry. And he came not to grant you unbelief, but he came to grant you faith. And this mighty faith, my friends, that you've been given, this faith, it turns you inside out. It turns you away from counting your money and resources. It turns you away from the prison of worry. It turns you away from the endless comparing with the Joneses. This gift of faith does not look to the piggy bank to see how much is in it or not, leading to worry. But this faith looks unto the good Lord. Indeed, faith will not lead to worry, but it leads to rest in the goodness of our giving Lord. Now, with that stated, though, There will be days when the lilies get whacked down by the lawnmower and the birds are swallowed up as cat food. In other words, we all will have those days where life is upside down and crazy and out of control. However, do not fear. Yes, do not fear and do not worry when those dark days come upon you, for they certainly will. Yes, do not fear and do not worry, for the Lord, he is with you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. The darkness may or may not be removed. The lilies may or may not grow back. And that bird may or may not be coughed up by the cat. But you shall not worry, for the Lord is with you. 
in the valleys that are overshadowed by sin and death. His grace, his mercy, his peace are with you. With you today, tomorrow, and the next. Baptized saints, do not worry. Today, the Lord again shows you and he gives you his goodness. He gives you his body and his blood so that your faith may be strengthened and that you may know that the greatest gift of forgiveness of sins is with you and for you when fear and worry spring forth. So come. Yes, come and eat and drink. Be sustained and strengthened by the Lord, not in worry, not in fear, but in faith, knowing that you are more important than the birds of the air. You are his blood-bought, baptized saints, redeemed from death to life, marked as his own, so that he may care for you today, tomorrow, and forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.